1: One
2: size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Supported by thegeldedn.com. To browse and buy vintage lead shirts, player signed prints, and classic memorabilia, go to thegeldedn.com the square ball by the fans for the fans since 1989 to buy the magazine read the blog and to download the podcast visit the
3: squareball.net last time on the Square Ball podcast we were moved to give our ken bates villain of the fortnight award to our goalkeeper paul rohubka we didn't think he'd been playing very well you see so i think you know what's coming Hello and welcome to the Squareball Podcast number 39. Thanks for joining us. Um, With me, Michael. Hello. White. Hello. And Oddie. Hello. A quick chance for us to sell our magazine to you. Uh, Please do buy it via the website at thesquareball.net. The last few remaining copies of issue four of this season's magazine are on sale now, I believe. And issue five will be coming out for Millwall. You need to get issue four before they all get sold in the Caribbean. Is there a big uh, demand now since your story broke? It's
0: now worldwide. There's at least one. We've we've sold at least one,
4: although that was a download, so I don't think they run out. Our server's almost empty (laughs) of of that particular PDF.
0: You're the technical guy. We've been in, well, we've been on a newspaper's website and on the telly. In the British Virgin Islands, thanks to the article about Noel Lloyd, which is one of the most surreal things um, that's happened to. Me, us, since we started doing this, and we've
3: got to be honest and hold our hands up and say they've slightly overblown our significance in the UK
4: magazine market. I think
0: <laughs> we are a UK sports magazine. Popular, I think that's fairly sports Yeah, quite, we're quite niche. Mm. Popular within our niche, though. I, no, I, I'm straight ahead. It's on um, YouTube, and if you look at our Facebook page, it's on there as well. And we'll probably, we'll probably put it on the blog at some point because we're quite pleased with it.
3: It's not often you make the headlines in the Caribbean. You no.
0: Know, and, um, and if you watch it, uh, the lady who made the film, who was interviewed about how good it is, she's got a certificate from the governor now, which I'm not entirely sure what it, that's all to do with, but she, apparently she's going to have this thing on can, her wall for Can we have we want one? We should have one. That's the point. I didn't think of that. Get her to send us one. When okay. are we going over? This is it. The, the next question is also, does there anybody there work in, uh, work in a bank <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that
5: you know of? Company's house.
0: We'll work the You can
3: just just look at Teak Trading for us.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
3: last few copies of issue four of the magazine will be on sale for Barnsley, and the new one, issue five, will be out for Millwall. Uh, you can get that online via thesquareball.net or in person at the matches. Uh, finally, do get in touch with us. We like to hear from you. We've got some correspondence this time, which we'll come to towards the end of the podcast. Podcast at the SquareBall.net via email. You can also reach us on Facebook and Twitter. And just before we hurtle headlong into part one, which will be an absolute treat with the matches we've got to review, just going to mention our Christmas party is coming up. Somebody tell me about it. Because it's only November. I've what are we got, doing? <laughs> holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. Sorry, the Coke advert's been on the telly and everyone's going mental
4: about it. Anyway, tell me about the Christmas party. Well, we need to organise it mainly. Um, <laughs> we better do. <laughs> we know for a fact that it is going to be on the 17th of December. Well, is there anything happening on that day that it ties is the, in? There's a game
5: the, at Ellen Road.
4: Leeds are playing in Reading. Football match, you say? Yeah.
5: Straight after the game, you can hop foot it into town, down to Temple Works, which is in Holbeck, hop, skip and a jump from the city centre, and you can meet us all. Is that Fifth. the best thing about it? <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: uh, is there going to be booze, music? I
3: would
4: imagine yes so, yes. Oh,
5: yes. It's Christmas, for
3: crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on the website then for details of the Christmas party. It's going to be at Temple Works.
4: We've got a little football as it should be, is the theme that we're kind of exploring, isn't it? That doesn't mean you can fight. But yeah, roughly speaking, it's um, going to be affordable beer, some Leeds things on the wall. Stand where you want. Stand, Stand up. where you want, yeah. Drink, drink, and drink because we're not going to have any seats. <laughs> <laughs> there will be seats, as long as you bring your own. Keep an eye
3: out for that. More details to come over the course of the next uh, week or two. And we'll get the tickets on sale via the website. All the proceeds, of course, going to our charity for this year, which is the Leeds Children's Hospital Appeal. Very worthy cause, I think. Okay, white watching. Well, this should be a treat. We beat Leicester, didn't we? That's good. Leicester game was a magnificent. I thought um, goalkeeper. In oh, that, hang, on, yeah. hang on, hang on, <clears> hang <throat> on. Leeds United nil. Paul Rahubka five. Let's do that first. If we have to. Can't we just talk? Well, about to the be Leicester fair? Game? That
5: should be three, not five.
3: No, I'm blaming him for all.
0: Yeah, all yeah five was, goals. If it wasn't for him, we would have they wouldn't have scored one. Well,
3: uh, well,
4: this, where, how, what do we want? Can we, is there anything? Paul Robka. Well, it's it's overused in football that people say, I could have done better. But for this one game, I think we can probably all agree that we would have saved at least one of those three. He saved them, he just chose to drop them, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, the first one was more or less forgivable. He hit it quite hard. It was, yeah. He should have done better, but had he not followed it up with the other two, then you might have forgiven him. But yeah, the other two were unforgivable. The second one in particular was about the most basic cross you could possibly hope to, to gather. The
0: second one was like somebody had thrown a bucket of eels at him and he was <laughs> desperate to clutch at one of them. It was awful to watch. I'm surprised Tom Leeds did slap him on the way off. It was
3: something to behold, wasn't it, as a performance from one man.
0: It, was it got to the point where there's nothing else he could watch, even when Leeds were... Trying to sort of attack, you were still looking at him. thinking, what what is happening here? It is a rare thing. Isn't it? It's a very
3: rare occasion when the focus becomes all about one person. Often and you can you can have hate figures in football where you direct your anger towards them. But in this case, it's not it's only visiting like,
5: players, yeah, your own, it's own like, players.
4: Can he mess it up any more than he has done? And that well, that's what everyone was saying after the penalty, red card, incident, and then just a few minutes later, it was just kind of, when, when the third one, it was just like, he's done it again. <laughs> Jesus it was Christ.
0: All, like silence fell, like disbelief, and the, the the idea as well that there was still potentially another 60 minutes of him standing in that goal doing that. Do you think it was a little
3: bit unfair, if that's the right word, of Simon Grayson to send Alex Kearns to warm up? Because it was obviously going to focus even more attention onto Rohubka and you know the, the ironic cheer that goes up from the crowd when they see the sub-goalie warming up. It doesn't do anybody any favours, does it?
0: Well, the the only thing he could have then done is not send him to warm up. So then he came straight on for the second half cold and pulled a muscle and then we'd have to stick Johnny Housen in goal. And that's never going to work. Oh, I'd like to see it. Johnny <laughs> Housen, goalkeeper.
3: Would it not have been fair though to get say, right, you just go out, warm up at half-time and then we'll stick you on for the start of the second half? rather than
4: hang- completely hanging him out to dry. And he hung him out in- to dry in the press afterwards, didn't he, as well? I mean, There's nothing you can say, though, is there, after that performance? I think, is it, are we all agreed that it's the worst goalkeeping performance you've ever seen? Yes. Yeah. I've never seen a keeper do nothing right. No. Even, even when keepers have made mistakes, they've then managed to catch a cross. Or dealt with a shot straight at them. Every, literally every single thing he had to do in that game went wrong.
3: I mean, even John Lukic and punched into his own net in the European Cup, but made know. several good saves as well yeah. in the same game. The
4: point was made as well that he has no credit with leads. Like he, other keepers have made mistakes, but they've had maybe fifty games where they've not made mistakes. But he's just gone from making smaller mistakes to then making a load of them all in half an hour. He's look. in debt. The thing <laughs> with yeah.
0: credit, have a look at Halson is now done com and find the video that he put together of Rahubka's since he came into the team because there is a strong <laughs> argument. It's only when you put them all together, every goal since he's come into into the net can, apart from maybe the um, Cardiff one, be blamed on Rahubka. They've all been his fault. Although he's I only... was
4: still blaming the Cardiff one on him because I think he looked back and saw who was in net and thought I'm not I'm not leaving it to him <laughs> or oh,
0: them as uh, with old days double vision. That was the reference, um, but. Um, <laughs> I'm not worried about poor Hubka's feelings because I felt bloody terrible. So I don't see any reason why we should keep our substitute keeper out of his sight so as not to upset him. I was upset. He should be upset. Is there a. a I paid 25 quid to be there. He got paid. He got paid to do that. Fuck his feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Is there maybe
3: a question of his very comfortable bubble as a reserve keeper being popped a little bit because he's, you know, he's probably been gone to training and taken his. Fairly meagre pay pack at
4: home. And then I don't imagine it is fairly meagre. Well, well they're probably not, I mean, comparatively speaking. But for a man who does no work, who basically well, has a bit of a kick about. And if what you're inching
0: towards is you sign for Leeds United expecting never to have to play and just put his feet up and take a wage, I'm, I'm hating him even more. Well, I was prepared to come in. I didn't boo him at the game and I, I shook my head when the chance of off-off-off started. Now I want to rewind time and just get down... The on the pitch never have a go at him. Well, he,
5: did, he did sign as a first-team keeper because we didn't have another keeper. When well, he no, signed. he didn't. It was made clear, wasn't it was, it afterwards? But didn't mean, have
3: another keeper at that point. Thank God it was made clear afterwards, yeah. in retrospect. But what I was going to ask was, there's no reserve team. He doesn't have to do anything apart from turn up and train and take his money and sit on the bench every week. So is there a certain amount of predictability about his collapse when he's actually thrown onto the grass? No,
4: no. Not, not of that level. <laughs> he's, he's 30 years old. He's probably spent... 15, 20 years, most days, trying to catch a football.
5: And if you're a professional footballer, you have to be any good. That's the <laughs> level you have to be at. Yeah. Catching,
3: like say, catching just, and stuff. Just catching yeah. yeah. a ball. A kicking real, a la-
4: ball. That second one, it was the most simple catch you would expect mm. a five-year-old to daughter, catch. It.
3: My daughter's three and she can catch.
4: Yeah. Give exactly. her a game. He spent, he spent decades training to be like that.
3: What, like a three-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, on to happier times then. I had a feeling we were going to get something out of this because I spoke to Gareth Jones at BBC Radio Leeds on their West Yorkshire Sport Daily Show and he asked me what I thought for this game and I thought we would get something out of the Leicester
4: match and we did. Three points, good reaction, just when everyone was writing us off. When we've got a keeper in net and 11 men on the pitch, we actually seem to do all right this season. That seems to be the key. And that was- it is
5: a Leeds United way that we would get thumped by somebody and then beat someone we probably wouldn't be expected to beat.
0: That was the thing about the Blackpool game is that Can't you blame him for the goals or whatever? But if we'd had Lonergan there, the whole team played pretty badly. But if we'd had Lonergan there, we would have got to half-time nil nil, and we might have nicked a winner in the second half. That was the goal. thing. Or
3: even, or even one nil down, we're still resilient enough to be able to fight back into games, aren't we? As we proved against West Ham and similar.
0: That's why anybody trying to blame Blackpool as a team, a bad team performance, no bad Rehoboam performance. (laughs) But anyway,
3: listen, Adam Clayton, wow, he can hit football, wow, wow, what a great goal that was. Pick that one
4: out, Casper. Blame someone for that if you can.
3: Well, that, that actually, when I, when I saw the replay, I, I immediately flicked over to Casper and I thought, go on, who are you going to shout at? Who are you going to shout at now?
0: Whose fault is that? There was that little turn of him and you could see his arm going, it's like, why didn't somebody... Oh, yeah, it's my job. These nets are too big. Groundsman. <laughs> Do you know who my dad is? <laughs> <laughs> He's seen good sense and deleted his Twitter account as Casper, hasn't he? Yeah, he he, uh, he was moving towards that in stages because you remember that weird thing over the summer where, some, where he announced... I still think it was him. He announced he was leaving, and then pretended he got hacked. And then he's like, "Right, I'm only going to communicate on here by video." And he was doing little videos of himself going, "I can't have uh, tweeted that because I'm in Denmark." (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) And then he's and then he he sort of uh, he moves and says, "Right, I'm not. You'll only hear from me now if it's going to be on my official Facebook site. I don't even know if that exists, but." Yeah, he's gradually, and it's got to the point where the only people who care, whether he's on Twitter or not, are Leeds fans who want Want to to make fun of him, yeah. What was his general reception like in the ground?
4: I believe he got a bit of stick, as you would expect, Mm. and as I would encourage, for such a... (laughs) Well,
3: he's he's a sort of keeper who would... For such an angry man. Yeah, Yeah. he'd
4: respond to it, wouldn't he?
3: He'd
5: get wound up by it. Unlike Jermaine Beckford, who got a good response.
0: And responded well
3: as well. Yeah.
0: Well, by not was, scoring, by, <laughs> by not scoring, and the, the um, there's quite I've been lot doing of love. that for a while though. I think there's there quite a lot of love there, wasn't there? He came over and celebrated at the end of the game, which <laughs> I think has rubbed up a few uh, Leicester fans the wrong way. There was some comments on like their message boards saying he was spending all his time playing with his old mates from Leeds and just that, and he was like he was play wrestling with Lee Bromby at halftime. Oh, you his, guys, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he just smacked up Please can I come and play with you? But I on don't... forty grand.
3: For yeah. You yeah, you have <laughs> to say if if I mean as much as I like Jermaine Beckford and I'm thankful for his goals when he got, you know, helped fire us out of League One, I wouldn't be happy paying four million quid for him, nor forty grand a week for
4: that, that matter. That was a brilliant thing. Someone posted on the forum, it was either on SquareBall or Wacker, the a link to the Leicester forum. And there seem to be people on there saying, Look, I know he's not brilliant, but we've got to live with it, I means. Like, he's the paid, best we could paid, afford. But you've paid <laughs> four million for him. We've yeah. not spent that on our Teaming about you've, you've got five got no years. Idea. That's, that's <laughs> his.
0: His wage is the same as our entire first eleven. And I can't I sort of I can't begrudge him this current wage because the Everton thing was him. That was him going to the Premier League and fair enough that direct jump. That's all right. This move has clearly got nothing to him. This is this is Leicester buying a strike they can get, and Everton going oh, money. We'll take any money. I mean, I could buy an Everton player tomorrow for twenty quid, but four million from Leicester, and then. It, so it was, probably wasn't Beckford's decision to move, but they sweetened the deal with forty grand a week. It's probably gonna, all
3: right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah all okay. Right, Ruff, beats, yeah, yeah beats, beats working for the RAC.
0: No disrespect to you if you're an RAC man. Yeah, this is this or lady. This move is um, <laughs> this move just seems like something that has happened to him. And
3: fair play. I mean, to you him. would, wouldn't you? Is you know, considering his meteoric rise and he's come from Weldstone... Yeah. Uh, to you know, Leeds and he's had this you know, he jump to the Premier League and then hang on a second someone's going to set me up for life now are you stupid <laughs> never mind I'll have it I won't bother scoring any goals but. and the important thing of course now we are above Leicester which means that it is right that we spend no money on players and it is wrong that they do spend money on players that's it black and white issue it's as simple as that established fact scientifically measured
5: by scientists <laughs> or a bearded man in Monaco <laughs>
3: I, but, you know, there is a certain amount of me sympathises with it and think, you know what, if we get promoted with this ridiculous approach, then the end will justify the means to a degree. But Although not if it's in 15
4: years' time. No, I meant this season specifically. This season. Okay. <laughs> yeah. the,
0: the key to it, and it always has been, is signing the right players and the cost is irrelevant. That's all it is. So, sort of, when well, you know, Leicester have spent this and Bristol have spent that, Lee Rivo spent it. It's who you've bought. Leicester have spunk loads of money on fairly average players. You could get a player better than Matt Mills for a considerably less than five million. That's what's stupid about it. So the question is could we get better players than we've got? Like could we get better players than Michael Brown? We spend a little bit more. That's the thing.
5: And Bristol haven't spent that a lot of money, have
3: they?
0: They bought Kilkenny.
3: Quick word though, for the defence in this Leicester game. Clean sheet, very important. Marshalled by the on loan keeper. O'Brien returning to the side after his, shall we say, early season problems? encouraging signs
4: They didn't have a shot as far as I can tell throughout the entire game I think Beckford came on and kind of shanked on across the box ridiculously tight after a 5-0 defeat the same week Yeah and it's
0: good that O'Brien if he is going to get back to being a central defender again can't hurt to have a good experienced centre-back for the games when Tom Lees isn't I mean it's his first proper season at this level could go wrong at some point and you want O'Brien to be able to step up not to just come onto the pitch a, a trembling, weeping wreck. We've got Rahubka for that.
4: <laughs> I will feel sorry for Tom Lees if he gets dropped now, because it'll basically be Rahubka's fault as well. But he's, yeah. It's ruined his season <laughs> if he if he gets put out of the team through no fault of his own. Damn you, Paul Rahubka!
3: More on that coming up. With that out of the way, then let's turn our attention to the news. First of all, Johnny Housen's contract, we usually deal with transfer matters and... Similar at the start of this section, so we have some sort of updates on that, don't we? In
5: three words, F off Bolton. That's that's the news, isn't it? Well, we hope so, don't we? Well, not that we uh talk about transfer negotiations as a club, as a rule, do our business through
0: closed doors. That's right, yeah. Ken
5: Mates. those <laughs> closed doors being Peter Lorimer spurting
0: out in the YEP.
3: Was it in the YEP and it did not start at the uh Leeds on the Road event? I
0: can't remember which one it was
3: where somebody was asked.
0: He's singing like a canary. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even trace it back to where it began. And what's the upshot of what he said?
4: Johnny will stay because he gets terribly homesick. <laughs> <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't
3: manage Bolton, could he? <laughs> no, that'd be dreadful. So what he said essentially is, money's all right, wants Premier League football. But Housen has kind of hinted towards staying, hasn't he since? But we all know talk is cheap, isn't it?
5: He has said that everybody wants to play at the top top level of... Football.
4: Not Rahubka. He wants to play. <laughs> he wants to be someone's third choice. Reserve team football is all he wants.
0: <laughs> These
4: um, contract negotiations. It's
0: just going to be like if you have heard the Fine Young Cannibals song. Johnny was sorry. We're basically living through that at the moment. High pitched, squeaking from Lorimer and Johnny, while the club in the middle saying we don't talk about this. And it's again, it's again getting into that ballpark of just little tidbits here and there. When what you want to hear is. Halston's signed a new contract. It's going to last for a million years. That's what we want, even if we don't think he's very good. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, But Lauren
5: will come out, it's almost preempting the fact that he might not be here next season. It's getting
4: your excuses in early, isn't it? I reckon they're trying to make us love him a bit more because he gets quite a bit of stick from us anyway. Maybe they're trying to say, oh, he might be going. Then we'll think, oh, come back. Because there was um,
0: Grayson's comments in the Evening Post as well saying, oh, people don't see what he does. He does a lot of things that people don't see. Name them then. Well, you have. If you've not seen them, you can't. You, wife said like, the same
4: about you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh oh, oh, oh. Ooh, Ooh, gosh, it's like that um, that schoolyard game of like, uh, well, you know what you are. So I'm not telling you. If you don't know, I'm not telling you. Well should I have to tell you? You should know. I'm not telling you. Um, what do you think of Howson? Honestly, opinions on the table. Could do better. Will
4: improve over time. Because I think we'd miss him if we uh, if we lost him. We probably would. I mean, he's he's twenty three, so. He should be more consistent, but he's still a decent player.
0: We kind of said with Johnson and Kilkenny that we want, we might maybe just don't appreciate what they do, and when they leave, we'll miss them. But when they when, le- when they left, we have got Adam Clayton, who's a million times better than both of <laughs> them put together. And it is, and I think the the Clayton in this season no more so than Steve Firth's article in the Square in Squareball Issue Four, which perhaps takes it to perhaps a, a, a different level than, <laughs> than than just admiration of his football skills, but um. Yeah, it's, it's clear that he's a proper midfielder and he does all the things a proper midfielder should do and is brilliant. And you kind of wonder, it hey, would be a risk if we let and go, would we miss him? Or would we suddenly have a space for something even better? I don't know. But I do, I have nothing against our White Rose bleeding captain. The
5: thing is, to replace him with something better will cost money.
3: Alex McCarthy coming in, saving Robker's bacon so he can dance back up into the shadows
0: and hide forevermore. Good debut, clean sheet. Can't ask for any more, really. He's already played well at And Road for Reading, so he's got that. He's got that advantage over. He's Robke. already a
3: hundred percent
4: better than <laughs> Paul, rubbish rug. <Robke. laughs> if you're listening, Paul, hey, we're only joking.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sure you know deep in your heart. Yeah, good goalkeeper, good young goalkeeper. One of um, 40 that apparently we tried to sign. If uh, if Kenneth is to be, believed. that'd be a big squad. It would be. Imagine if they'd all said yes. (laughs) Imbalance. We sent 40 faxes and they've all come back, yes. Now there's 40 blokes, 40 very tall men.
4: (laughs) Reading were a bit smug as well. They went, oh, we've got three really good goalkeepers. You can have one if you want. (laughs) We've still got our reserve keepers still better than anything you've got.
0: Whereas Ferguson, on the other hand, took completely different tack where he's like, oh, uh, he, he seems quite willing to loan his um, Thomas Cusack out to uh, any team
3: in South Yorkshire. That,
0: yeah, who uh, who is it, by the way? It's it's Leeds United, sir. No, nay, <laughs> never. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and poor old Thomas Cusack. The the main reason I I included this is because uh, he said apparently that he was fed up. Man United have treated him like a slave. And then he he's backtracks and said, I, I didn't say, I never used the word slave, I didn't imply slave, slave was not what I meant to say. He's saying it's a translation issue because the, the paper he was speaking to in Poland is called Super Express, which I quite like. I quite like, can we call... Square balls a bit boring, but Super Express with double sales. I've just got I've got a picture in my mind now of uh,
3: Kushak turning out with the net for the next game with Slave written on his cheek like Prince, yeah,
0: <laughs> wearing a, a chainmail bucket on his head.
3: We don't want him anyway.
0: Nah, scumbag. No. Nah,
3: bloody scumbag.
0: Bastard. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Quick roundup of the international uh, happenings, given that we are in international week at the moment. Keogh and O'Day in the Ireland squad for their 4-0 victory in Estonia.
0: And how did they, what part did they play in this astonishing win that has secured European Championship football for Ireland? Nothing. Brilliant. <laughs> well done, lads. <laughs> Irish eyes are smiling. <laughs> and ADY made it into the under-21s against Liechtenstein. Happening tonight. It's, I think it's starting about now as we're recording. So, so we no, don't down, know what he's he'll done. he get
4: some sort of debilitating injury that will ruin him forever. He must fancy his chances of getting into their full squad because I think they play Kevin Kilbann at left back quite often who is a dreadful footballer. I think he's
0: getting towards being Ireland's most capped player ever. Something like that.
4: <laughs> Paul McGrath <laughs> will be spinning in his grave. It'd be like us having <laughs> Kieran Dyer as England's most capped player or something.
3: Uh, Snoddy made it into the Scotland squad uh, which is one stage better than Ross McCormack. However... Uh, they beat Cyprus, not on the bench. Didn't no. play. No,
0: Snodgrass may as well not have gone. Oh, Cy- was it away? Yeah, Cyprus. It's not a bad place to go. If you got if you got a bit of money, you could buy it. So Snod <laughs> uh, so uh, Snodgrass didn't play. McCormack not
3: called up as we mentioned before, but somehow Jordan Rhodes of Huddersfield managed
4: to get on the pitch and got yeah. for
0: three minutes. See, what I'm not even convinced he's really Scottish.
4: I don't think he is Scottish. No, no. I think he's almost almost certainly isn't. Whereas
0: Ross McCormack, he's a Kilt wearing, with a name like drink driving. wearing,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: drink driving
4: Scott,
3: with a name like Ross McCormack as well. He's, he, I bet he's yeah, got a not- tattoo. I bet he's
0: got a tattoo of an iron brew can <laughs> on his arm, and he's not. He's been uh, looked over. Was just to say, well, Jordan Rhodes is doing brilliantly in League One. McCormack's doing brilliantly in the Championship. Anyway, Howson, overlooked for England. Who put that in the notes? <laughs> uh, me. That was <laughs> a little joke. I thought we might all enjoy. Um, and uh, Veraneo and Facel. Oh, you've
3: ruined my. Let's finish this bit.
0: All right then, we'll pretend they didn't say anything. You can do that. Edit it.
3: Let's finish this section with the international roundup with our Finnish pair. Did they play? Have they played yet?
0: Uh, games tomorrow. tomorrow. No, they <laughs> as we as we speak. <laughs> Well, this is leading into another joke? No, it's What's just a, a, a basic lack of research and knowledge. Well, I wrote it there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it says Veren and Forsell in Finland squad for friendly versus Denmark to be played Tuesday. Today well, that'll be, that'll be ex- is Monday. Oh yes,
3: that's exciting, isn't it? Finland versus Denmark. Wow, it's a
0: local derby.
3: Um, okay, so that's Perhaps the won't uh,
0: play. No, Forsell always plays for Finland, whether he's got a club or not. So, all right then, let's do our Ben Fry bit and sell <laughs> corporate things at Ellen Road. Well, it is, um, it is notable that the, hosp- I mean, Barbados bill, I'm pretty sure this is late. They've never actually put a date on it, but the nearest is said was end of October, and now we're middle of November, and hospitality level three well, they is need finally to, open. They need to hurry up because the world's due to end in 2012. So. Well, didn't they sell season tickets of this damn thing, and now it's halfway through November and it's not even open? If, you're, if you feel shortchanged, contact
4: Watchdog. Um, was in Roger Cook? And currently um, now, I get the feeling they're sort of pretending it's open when to look at it from the outside. People are like, this isn't ready. And they go, no, <laughs> it, it, it's fine. It's fine, then, just come, come inside. Step, <laughs> step, off, step over the girders. You can look just at it this
0: from hat uh, inside as well because those um, urban explorers from the internet uh, broke in and, and ponced around in the kitchens taking photographs. These
3: are uh, rebellious people who go around into places they shouldn't like drains and uh, culverts and... The teenage mutant.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> um I was a yes, ninja or hero? you know uh,
0: it was Ninja in America, but that was a bit strong for eighties England. It was Hero over here. I remember actually when that started Lee Bromby in the uh in the broom cupboard announcing that it was gonna be on the next day. It was very exciting. <laughs> Everybody was talking about it at school. That, was, that's a Philip like?
3: reference for anyone who's not quite sure who he's on about. That's the guy who presents this morning now.
0: But um but now, yes, the new Whites Lounge will be open against Barnsley and uh Prior to the game, the White's Lounge will be visited by one of our Leeds legends who will visit your table and share their thoughts about the <laughs> game ahead. Which, I wondered how many is the Leeds legends if they've resurrected the ghosts of the uh, of major Frank Buckley side <laughs> coming clanking chains. Well, we are getting <laughs> the, into woo. old Christmas panto
3: season now. Maybe it's a bit of a Scrooge revisitation.
0: And Howard's Restaurant also is has uh, got a website now, so I'm sure the food will taste better Even for better. that. Yeah. It's actually, um, if you have a look at that, it's howards-restaurant.com. Uh, I do feel like Ben Fry. And what's the phone number I can uh, <laughs> you ring? prefer to
4: do it the old-fashioned way, you can... write <laughs> a right um,
0: Yeah, and the photo is just like anonymous guys in suits. There's not a woman to be seen on that website, which I think <laughs> says a lot about the target audience. <laughs>
3: I've had a look on TripAdvisor and Howard's, it gets marked quite well, everyone quite positive about it as an experience, considering it's in Beeston and looks like a dodgy
4: takeaway from the outside. I I have actually only heard good things about the food there, of the five people that have been there. It's mainly (laughs) been Ken and and Ben.
0: It's being yelled at by Ken on his way out that generally detracts from the experience, isn't it? It's that competition winner who was yelled at for not spending enough.
3: (laughs) It's your money. It's your money, Ken. And on a slightly sadder note, um, Jimmy Adamson died age 82. As they say, good innings, former Leeds manager. Not an illustrious time as the White's boss, but you would imagine that to be the case, having followed Revie and Armfield in the, in the hot seat.
5: He did struggle because um, the players that were in the side at that time were your Bremners your and your Lorimers. Were all, it was on the on way, way on the way down, weren't you, they? You were picking up younger players and more journeyman players. Although we did have Tony Curry at that time. But like he sold then. him, didn't he? He did sell him, yeah. Um, and that
0: was sort of the, the start of the downfall for Leeds, really. He gave it a good, he was out a good long time before Ian Clark ruined everything. Yeah. There was still a chance if somebody had um, taken over and done right. Somebody did, uh, it was on um, one of the forums, did a, a little table of where he stood. Reeve, champs in regular Europe. Wilco, champs in Europe. O'Leary, third in Europe. Arfield, fifth in Europe. Addison, fifth in Europe. Graham, fifth in Europe. So he's joint fourth. Mainly because we've not had that many managers historically, and because the ones we've had lately I mean, John Carver's not going to trouble this list, but um, <laughs> reaction seems to be mixed. There's like a few people who, as soon as saw that Jimmy Adamson had died, some internet wags immediately went out. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but other people, the general um, view of it, I think, it's mellowed since that kind of the anger at the time that the, um, the team was failing to live up to. The but glory is it, years. Yeah, it's it's become it? apparent as time's gone on. The, the, how could they?
3: It is interesting that that um, article by James Horncastle, who's a Leeds fan who's quite prominent in sort of Guardian and uh, internet and Twitter circles, wrote the article about the 1975 European Cup final, worth looking at on the Football Ramble blog, sort of outlines the time under Armfield where Armfield essentially just sent out that side as Don Revy's side, didn't he? Go out and play, lads. Do whatever you lads... Do, That was almost at Revy's uh, instruction as well, wasn't it? Don't worry, Jimmy, just send them out. They'll, they'll know what to do. And I guess it was even harder a couple of years further down the line for Adamson to try and make something of the the remnants of that team.
0: Yeah, and the expectation at the time, if you're still within five years of being in the European Cup final, you're still, well, we want to be in the European Cup final. So fifth and getting into the UEFA Cup, it's not good enough. Whereas the subsequent eight years in, um, in Division 2 spelt out the story that he, he probably couldn't have done much more. He didn't take us into League One. This is true. So, fairly well, Jimmy Adamson. The Squareball Podcast, supported by com. Let's talk now then about pressure.
3: Paul Rahubka crumbled, disintegrated in front of our very eyes in the Blackpool match. Um, why do you think that is? We're a club that's sort of synonymous with pressurising the players and uh, having high expectation.
0: I don't know if expect high expectations for Rohupka's problem. I expected him to catch the ball as a bare minimum and he couldn't meet that. So it's more a case of low expectations not being met with Rohupka. But You do wonder whether it was the... Could it have been our fault? Were we asking too much?
4: No one had got on his back, to be fair, after the, his previous numerous errors... <laughs> It, it took three and a half hour period for people to get really pissed off with him. So I think we were quite kind to him.
0: Yeah, that's why. Although I couldn't bring myself, as I said before, with the off, 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 champ. I was kind of quietly thinking they're right. I
4: can't, <laughs> you know, there's do, no disputing that.
0: Do please get off. <laughs> Maybe then, we should
4: have asked more politely. Yeah. <laughs> do, do would you mind? It needed um, um Make an injury, Paul. Make it look a bit better.
0: It needed Bobby Bird, who used to come on at the end of um, the James Brown show with a with a towel, and he when he's singing, please, 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 and he would always just stagger off under under the support because he'd, he'd given too much. Like come on, or it just needed somebody with an umbrella just get it around his neck and hock him straight right. out of there. Do you think it's gone for him now at Leeds? Can he ever
3: pull on the shirt again? Is it going to have to be, It's going to have to be a long time, at least, isn't it?
4: I don't think he ever will. I think we'll always look to loan someone before playing him. <laughs> he might squeeze on the bench. We might just about risk that.
0: Could be Billy Painter all over again. I think Billy Painter was made of Sterner stuff. I think Billy would get on the pitch at Leeds and he'll keep playing and playing and playing and never scoring and just walk off and go, Yep. Just in a bit of a bit of a problem. that bus, that, just waiting for that bus to come, is, <laughs> you know. Because at least he he has got something to to live for. He's got a bus that is going to come. <laughs> Whereas if you imagine Rahubka in the dressing room, just pulling on that goalkeeper top, looking in the mirror, and just seeing a vacancy. There is there are no buses. I think the image no we will we'll be left
4: with is him face down on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, after the, <laughs> after third, the third. Yeah. That's how I just... I imagine even at home, if he's just watching a bit of telly, he'll just lie face down on his floor.
3: (laughs) I don't deserve to
4: see the pictures. I just wonder, for that
3: moment as well, when he was laid face down, how hard was it, you think, for him to lift his head up and think,
0: oh, there's 20,000 people going (laughs) to shout at me now. Well, it was weird. I watched... It seemed to be Danny Pugh in particular put his arms, his hands on his head and walked all the way back to the centre circle with his hands on his head. (laughs) As if, you, you know, when... Footballers get really bad leg breaks and the players run away and they'll being-
2: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact,
2: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com
0: and someone to cover their eyes and just like can't bear to look. A lot of the Leeds players were like that, just walking away with their hands over their eyes. and Can it get any head. worse? Just, and, um, and there was some people in the West End reckoned that, um, one. I think it was Snodgrass actually went over to the touchline and was like pointing at him like, get this clown off. <laughs> but I don't know if that's apocryphal, but he, there was definitely, there was no confidence in the in the rest of the team. So he's got he has got ten players in front of well, nine since he got since he, <laughs> he ripped the, the red card out of the referee's pocket and showed it to Tom Lees himself. Nine <laughs> players in front of him who hate him. Eight thousand people behind him on the cop who all hate him. And he, he I was a bit disappointed that he didn't bring himself to turn around and just kinda go. But at half time he didn't turn to go. See ya. <laughs> it, it needed him. I'm done. Yeah. I'm out of here.
3: It needed some I mean, kind Laura of I'm in Laura Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but Leeds is a club that it eats players, doesn't it? It can consume players and players can sometimes just crumble and disintegrate in the face of whatever it is that happens at Leeds. Because we're not aware of the pressure in a way because we are the pressure, the fans, aren't we? We're the ones who create this this mythology, this history, this uh, expectation born out of seeing one of the greatest club sides ever.
0: That was the um, Wilkinson theory, wasn't it, as well, that seeing Norman Hunter and uh, Mick Bates looking at you from every corridor, he had to turn the pictures around or get them into storage because, I guess, Mel Sterling didn't like being glared at by pictures <laughs> <laughs> unless they were in a, a, a certain kind of magazine. Um, there's no evidence that... No, still consumed large <laughs> amounts of pornography is uh, its just a, something I've always imagined. Anyway, Howard, um, touch of the Paul jewels, maybe Howard. <laughs> uh, so Howard saw it and he recognised that having the pressure of. He always described it as ghosts stalking the corridors, didn't he? And that was the first thing that had to be done.
3: Holloway made remarks to this effect, didn't he? Saying that Leeds is a club almost mired in its own history, a little bit preoccupied, it... obsessed with its with its past, and you've got to kind of now move forward and generate a new history, which is what Wilkinson's thinking was, wasn't it? With taking down the photos,
0: did Holloway say all that? Well, no, but that's what it's he was kind of hinting at. <sighs> <laughs> Who's he to tell us what to do?
3: Maybe was sort of saying that Leeds is obsessed with yeah. its history. Massive club, and he, he praised our fans as well, but was. he perhaps hinted towards the fact that we are obsessed with our past. And he's, actually, seen, he's seen that as an outsider. Yeah,
0: yeah. Given Looking we, we just view. spent 15 minutes singing We Are the Champions, Champions of Europe, while losing 5-0 at the Blackpool, <laughs> he may have had a point. We're only referencing things that are 35 years ago,
3: yeah. 36 years ago. Nothing wrong with
0: that. They're still, we're still right.
3: But it is, isn't it? It's, there's a certain crumb of truth in there perhaps that our frame of reference is, is Revy and then obviously we've had Wilkinson since then albeit short lived because if you kind of took that out of it ignored O'Leary's little dalliance with the Premier League O'Leary
4: was the opposite he thought we were too small for him no club was big enough for him he could probably have managed Real Madrid Barcelona and Manu all at the same time <laughs> well, I, bet
0: that- <laughs> I bet he does that he's got the new football manager he's got three little <laughs> accounts on the go three games simultaneously oh, yeah David you're great
3: but it was, wasn't it? We we spoke earlier about um, Adamson and Armfield, and the hangover from the Revy era lasted all the way, almost into the mid to late eighties when Wilco came in and and tore down that history. Because we had that... managers, weren't we, from that era, and we were clinging on to Lorimer until he was four hundred years old. You know.
0: Do you think that's what did for Hooker? I don't know, but maybe the. He's like, I'm, I've got to try and emulate Gary Sprake. How can <laughs> how do I do it? But when you've got
3: you know all these famous players like you say stalking the corridors doing the. They're on hospitality level three. Yes, they are. Um, That It maybe has a bearing on people and they come out and they, I don't know, they see the revy stand and the the towering east stand and you say, this is a a massive monument to what we used to be. It should make them want to play well. But when you're dealing in terms of... Weak-minded idiots. Yeah, well, lower league journeymen,
4: if you like. I think maybe our expectations are wrong as well because we have been a League One club and a championship club for a long time now and probably all League One and championship clubs have had loads of crap players but doesn't it
3: speak volumes that we are always looking upwards towards promotion you know as soon as we got out of League One it's like right how can we get promoted out of the championship never mind you know I know we, we accepted consolidation for a season but look at the unrest this season that we finished seventh and now people are demanding we go higher including the chairman and the manager of the club always looking upwards to the Premier League and demanding we should be there can that kill players? It looks like it. A couple of Tuesdays ago, I watched a man die. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of weak-minded idiots, the obvious one from recent seasons, Kevin Nichols. I mean, cry, crikey, I mean, a man
0: you can, so in love with Bedfordshire. <laughs> you can take the man out of Luton. but You can't take the Luton out of... the. He, yeah, God, I still hate him. He was I,
5: rubbish as well, wasn't he? He wasn't even any good. I mean, we paid £700,000 for
0: him. Seven hundred. Imagine doing that now. Imagine. You could buy seven Andy Lonigans with that. Captain of the club, what more does he want? Oh yeah, Luton, and that was um, that was a different kind of pressure as well because he walked away from a relegation battle to uh, to go to Luton. I'm prepared to give a little bit of mitigation to to who Nichols. No, the, well, Dennis Wise <laughs> already just like what? Well, if he was going to Luton to get Speaking away from Dennis away. Wise, mm. well, there's yeah. Well, I've seen pub bar stalls that are too big for Dennis Wise. Because he was quite short, you see. Um, <laughs> so I guess there's a pair. We, you, well, yeah, so you had Dennis Wise one bottler to another. That's true. But I won't have a. I won't have a word said in favour of Kevin Nichols.
3: But you think back to Brian Dean as well when he signs.
0: I have lots of words in favour of Brian Dean. Yes,
3: but filling Chapman's shoes. And he never quite lived up to his promise, did he? Certainly never recreated the form that he showed at Sheffield United.
0: No, and he was a Leeds boy as well, so he wondered if it was the added pressure, there's no way that you could sort of say oh I didn't really know what I was getting into yeah you did, you didn't come into the um, recent league champions the more recent league relegation candidates but <laughs> yeah just do what Chapman did and he just could not
4: From the right wing, where he
0: played quite a bit <laughs> of the time He <laughs> it was, it was only moved out there when uh, Yeboah turned up and it worked a treat Yeboah, Dean and Wallace either side, didn't get any better than that, suddenly Brian Dean had a new lease of life and there seems to be um, an element with that as well that the pressure was off him. Well, Yuboa was going to score all the spectacular goals, and Brian Dean just had to run up and down the right wing and try not to be terrible. And he, yeah, and he became, I mean, that goal against Tottenham where he ran with the ball from the halfway line and started nutmegging, I you don't know, Vinnie Samways or somebody <laughs> just in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah, they were a bit too early. But yeah, and then slammed it in from the, from the, um, left side of the six-yard box, and then ran all the way back again with his arms in the air.
3: You think of Dean, and it sort of makes me turn my attention back to careful children, Frank Strandley, and he came in, and being a Leeds fan, that whole thing of carrying the burden of being a Leeds fan and pulling on the white shirt, he was dreadful, wasn't he? He might have been better
0: if he hadn't been um, eating to forget the (laughs) (laughs) the pressure. Some people respond in different ways. Some people, Rahubka just crumbles. Strandley gets some apple crumble.
4: It's important, I think, to look at these players in the context of the career as well, because Frank Strandley didn't exactly leave and then go on to uh, score 200 goals for AC Milan. Played he, in the World Cup for Norway, but he wasn't ever very good, was <laughs> no, he? No, not really. And likewise, Røpka has never been someone's first choice goalkeeper for a number of years. I mean, Blackpool were playing Richard Kingston ahead of him last year.
0: Røpka's what 30? That means he's got a potential 10 years left at the uh, at the highest level.
4: <laughs> Are you going for another year? Because we've got a two-year contract. and you say the highest level?
0: A-level. Hospitality, level three. <laughs> well, <he's laughs> he says, bring those drinks and Oh, <laughs> bogger, he's dropped Anyway.
3: <laughs> going back to players who've quit, that's an interesting one as well. I mean, Aidan Butterworth, did he not retire to become a PE teacher?
0: Always fascinated me, the Aidan Butterworth story. Because I was too young to have watched him play, but I read about him in Leeds Player by Player, and it was just, so this guy, going to the Leeds team, he scored a load of goals... He was only 19. It's like Every boy's dream represent his hometown club. And then he decided to be a PE teacher in Doncaster. And even as a child, that didn't add up to me. He just didn't like football very much. I mean, Batty didn't like football very much. It didn't stop him. Come on, Aiden. what happened? Batty couldn't teach PE, though. No, can you imagine? <laughs> yelling at you from inside his caravan. He kind of hated football that much because he, he played again a bit later for Doncaster and Geiseley, I think. And now he works for Adidas. Not that I've been <laughs> re- stepping his every move. So if he steps near a football pitch, oi, you said no. You said you didn't like this. You had your chance.
3: Another famous example of players who've uh, not crumbled necessarily, but were on the receiving end of stick and fell foul of the pressure exerted by Leeds fans. I think back to Mark Azlewood in the 80s and the famous V sign, flicking the Vs at the cop. It's never a good way to progress
0: your career at Ellen Road, that is it, really? Not really. I'd have seen my hub could try it. 3-0 <laughs> down, come on man! who wants a piece of me? It'd something pop- to say, one at a time, all at once, I don't care.
3: He'd have got the wrong stand or something, he'd have got it wrong somehow.
0: The footage yeah. of the um, Acerwood thing turned up on YouTube recently and it's it's quite a good watch because he, he scores a goal. Was it against Charlton? It was Walsall. Walsall. Scores a goal at the cop end and then marches over and while all the players are celebrating he sticks the V's up and then immediately he walks back to the touchline and then immediately Howard Wilkinson's there with the with the numbers. The, whoever replaced him can't have even had time to, to warm up. Just
4: go on, get him off. Am I right in <laughs> thinking there was uh, fences? There were fences,
0: The
3: bloody chicken. <laughs>
4: Not quite as stupid as it seems, though. <laughs> but I, can,
3: I mean, I have to confess now, I was there, I was at the game, but I can't remember why we started booing him. Why was Why were we booing him? He was generally disliked.
0: I think he just wasn't playing very well. That generally does it. Yeah, I think it's just a run of poor form, and he was the club captain, wasn't he? And he was um, expected to do better. The crowd voicing its displeasure. He gesturing his displeasure. Howard Wilkinson not having that. hadn't been there very long. Howard, and straight away, you're never playing for this team again.
3: And did he never? No, he never did. Interesting. I was there. Can't remember. <laughs> the eighties just a blur now. I mean, oddie. I mean, he's got no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Other players who have diminished in the face of uh, pulling on the white shirt. Any other examples you can think of? Peter uh, we'll
0: Barnes go. was one from the uh, the late... Well, it was Alan Clark who bought it, he, Boy, and paid, wasn't it, like £17 million pounds for A <laughs> million pounds. A million pounds. Was he our first million-pound player?
3: This was in the early 80s. We could. We should be spending £25
0: million pound on players now. Well... We not? That's inflation. If we get 20... Well, if we just get a Peter Barnes-style waste of... Space so, because that seemed to be the only worthwhile thing. I think Peter Barnes left Leeds United is a photograph of him in the in the well that's underneath the Elland Road pitch. They got the turf up and they put a photograph of him halfway down the well to say, "Look, there's, there's a well." well. <laughs> um, he managed to get out. Yeah, he got out. Yeah. Got out. So that was um, yeah. You well, hold the tail more.
5: end of going back to Jimmy Adamson when Alan Clark took over, and they did throw money at it, which. As Ken now knows you can't throw guarantees guarantee
0: you nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, that's it. I guess it comes to management in a way that you've got to You throw money at a player, but then say, Not too much pressure on you, though. Just go and play your own game. Whereas Alan Clark always took me more as a guy who'd kind of sign a player, say, so, Right, I spent a million quid on you, and now I'm gonna bray you with a stick until he, until you performed. I don't think Peter Barnes was the starter to respond to being braided with a stick.
3: We should probably give a quick mention to John Oster as well, who chose to handle the pressure of pulling on a white shirt in a very different manner.
0: Trying to pull off Jamie McMaster, wasn't he? Um, he <laughs> allegedly,
3: he was exposed to all sorts of things. Yes,
0: yeah, he was. Um, he was almost a bit famous. Oh, then I was quite pleased with him. He remember was quite like a good player, player for a short
4: period of time. He probably. always looked about eleven years old as well. He was one of those like, ageless, like Chris Fairclough. Yeah, not, he's not as young as Chris Fairclough. <laughs> We'll Past as a schoolboy still. So, what do you think it is? Why do you think some players just can't do it? Is
3: it
0: weakness? Is it why? I am more content to blame their weakness than our
4: intimidating <laughs> activities because that way it's not my fault. There is nothing wrong with demanding high standards, is there? And it's our it's partly our fault just because a lot of people turn up every week. Yeah, most players in League One have to, got to play in front of like five thousand people.
0: And then we have the alternative list, in fact, and the the League One thing. Andy Hughes is the perfect example of someone who. Turned up a club at a club that really was far too big for him, and just swelled to meet the expectation of, of playing in front of 30,000 people every week. He, you know, he rose to meet the challenge and pro- probably rose higher than his skill level did. If you know what I mean, played he's above ne- himself. Didn't yeah, him, he yeah. was never going to be. It never made him a better player, but he, he couldn't have he couldn't have played any better. And him and um, Sean Derry is the one who said since have left. Well, I mean, Andy Hughes was inconsolable, and Sean Derry, since he gave a great interview on the eve of promotion with QPR, where he said, what's the, what's the best place you've ever played? Said, well, about to be promoted back to the Premier League with QPR and get a championship medal. Leeds.
4: <laughs> and he was also hounded out of Leeds by the management and... He still holds that opinion, which is a great credit to him, that he's not thought, what a horrible club. Yes, he's thought, what a yeah. horrible midget.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's worth saying that his Twitter name, his Twitter handle, is Grey Peacock, isn't it? So there's a, a nod to us in there. I hadn't looked at it from that point of view. Mm.
0: I've seen Peacock was a reference to his tiny... No, nothing. <laughs> he's Leeds, and he knows he is.
3: Other players to sort of enjoy the limelight at Leeds and come to the fore. Lee Bowyer's never recreated his form from Leeds United elsewhere has he as even when he's moved on to other clubs or no. his
5: criminal record
4: maybe other clubs wouldn't allow him to drink and that's what fueled him <laughs> <laughs> he was brilliant for us though in that that's, that few years I wouldn't have swapped him for anyone in the whole country in centre midfield. but he was he was very much a Leeds type of player as well I think he was the sort of nasty edge to him I think actually did endear him to people I always
0: remember before the, any of that had happened there was a televised game against Liverpool I think it was Alan Rose. Where um, I think it was Patrick Berger was through and <laughs> shot. And Lee Bowyer, I think about the time that Berger shot, Lee Bowyer was in the centre circle and he managed to run back and block it on the line. And there was a part of me that thought, that's bloody brilliant. But there was another part of me that thought, why did not you just leave it? <laughs> that was a, a lot of effort to go to. It's like, really, it doesn't matter that much. But, you know, I guess from his point of view, there's 40,000 people there and he is going to block that ball because it matters. Whereas I think I've just proved why I can't take the controlling hand in Leeds' midfield. I take it all back, Housen. Do what you want.
3: We are back on the telly again against Burnley this coming Saturday, the 19th. Proper telly this time. Yes, the licence fee. Is coming to us for this, isn't it?
0: The bloated, biased <laughs> corporation.
3: Uh, we're playing Burnley. No doubt the BBC will be hoping that we recreate last season's Humdinger, the 3-2. Uh, we spoke about that last year, Michael. Uh, a fun day out. Well, half of it was. The second half, yeah. I kind of fancy us in this one. We should beat them, shouldn't we? Because I think we're a decent
0: side. Don't want to hear no Tom Hark.
4: No. And as, we, as I said earlier, 11 men on the pitch. Proper goalkeeper. We've done well this year. There's only to my memory, Southampton that we've actually lost to when that's been the case, when we've had a proper proper keeper plus 11, man. Well, we had Billy Painter and he shanked that shot, didn't he, as well, against Southampton. So. It'd be interesting to see
0: who plays central defence, whether O'Dear and um, Lee's come back, whether Noble and O'Brien, whether it's the old guard or the young whippersnappers or one young whippersnapper and that's Irish bloke.
3: Well, speaking of uh, Mr Painter, his friend Mr Austin is now playing for Burnley, isn't he? He's bagged a few. Danger man.
4: I've got, we've got the list of uh, top scorers, and it? it appears yeah. Rod Wallace has made a comeback as well. I can only yeah. presume, or, or maybe Ray.
0: In my um, ever-failing mission to try and get us some information here, last time I was just doing like the most appearances. This time I've copied and pasted goal scorers and assists. So we've got a bit more specific in our stats, because before, too many numbers, whereas here, goals, penalty goals, and I don't actually know what FG stands for.
4: No one's got any anyway. No one's got any FGs. <laughs> but yeah, Charlie
0: Austin with eight. Better watch him then. He sounds like an old car and I hope he doesn't drive straight through our... Um, no, nothing. <laughs> no, Tracy, no. he's...
3: Uh, Kay Tracy, He's either the bloke who exposed his anus to Twitter? Is that the same man? Yes, it That's is, the man
4: yes yeah. yeah. I actually check this. If you go on Google Images and search for uh, Keith Tracy Twitter, that will pop up, that picture. So don't do it at work. But, but do look at it because it's, you kind, work of, in the store, it's kind of intriguing or you work as a proctologist. Yeah, it's not a place you would expect to see a, a footballer in. No,
5: mm. and I was just about to say that I don't know who the fuck any of those are, but now I know. So let <laughs> to point that out. <laughs> the That's guy funny. who got his ass out,
0: oh, i We've got to beat these though because Bristol beat them and, and Leicester beat them. They beat Blackpool though. Well, we're doing?
5: one better than Leicester.
0: Yes yeah, it's true but we're five worse than Blackpool Aye. so that would be an 8-1. Nah, if they can lose to Bristol we can beat these and we've got to, we've got to destroy Eddie Howe's life although I get the bad feeling that no matter how badly we beat Burnley he's probably going to be still be all peppy and positive and think you know well we've got to look on the uh, the, the good side cuz the boys have uh, they've really put a lot of effort in and now yeah I appreciate all that they do fuck off I don't like Eddie Howell. it's just it's, he's oh. not northern enough no, what's he doing running Burnley? He should, if he was manager of Cambridge United or City, I don't care which, um, then I could. I, it would be fine. But you and you want if you're interviewing, I mean Jimmy Adamson, rest his soul, is he, a Burnley legend, and I imagine he must look down at Eddie Howe and think, "How did this poncy boy <laughs> get my job?" It's Every time he pops up on the football league show, and he's just like, uh. Oh yeah, I have to be quick because uh, the the Bentley's only got another five minutes on the meter. Um, I've uh, I've got to go and pick up uh, Jacaster and Tarquin uh, <laughs> from the local school. I, I can only help Jocaster and Tarquin are being pounded by Norman Clegg and bloody Billy Fisher. Are, well, he's a character from literature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Knocking you've seven dis, you, bells. Dis, you've
4: disappeared on a rant.
0: Knocking seven bells out of Eddie Howe's Hale, children in the playground.
4: Do you want to inflict violence on them personally?
0: Is Eddie Howe's children? Howe's
4: children. <laughs> if no, he, I'll if leave. he has any.
0: I'll leave it to other kids to to, oh, okay. to do what is only just. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's quite a good young manager, though. Anyway, isn't he?
0: No, yeah, I'd have him at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll uh, no credit. Well, we'll not if Bristol have beaten Burnley three-one, and we'll see. We'll see on Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, Simon, leave with his wife. That's what I want to happen. Simon Grayson, you out of there, Eddie Howe's wife in your car. That's what's going to happen. Oh Three God. points and the boss's oh wife. God. From one set of strange mountain
3: folk and interbreds uh, from Burnley, we are playing Barnsley, another set of backward interbred. Not mountain folk, miners, Troglodytes. Good <laughs> job, Very good. Yeah, excellent. Good word.
0: With the weirdest set of results in the league, all their results. I won't bother saying who won, but going back to start of September, one one, one one, one one, one one, two nil, two nil, two nil, and then curveball five three. <laughs> so yeah, that's Barnsley for you. One one, get them on the pools coupon. He it's all gone weird, but then yeah, and then one two two one, and then the pattern again is back to two nil. Anybody good at maths?
3: You sounded like a roadie then doing a mic check. <laughs> 1 1, <laughs> one, one. Two, two, 1 1. Yeah, so we need to beat them, don't we? We owe them a pasting from last year, and we didn't beat them last season at home when we should have done. They thieved last
0: year. It was awful.
3: A grand total of 13 goals across the two games. 0 nil- 0, anyone? If Rehubka's <laughs> yeah. back in, who knows what could happen?
0: And they got him. I always like to see um, Andy Gray in the. Uh, the opposition team just because I remember well the one good thing about the Coca-Cola Cup final and plus he is a grey of the greys of um, Eddie and Frank fame. the grey dynasty the grey dynasty and it's um, when I've listened to uh, I remember the the away Barnsley away game I listened to it on the Yorkshire radio last year and Eddie kept just referring to his nephew um, all the time was, oh it was a good ball in for my nephew there and uh, he's my nephew's done alright not, not scored as usual but um <laughs> But yeah, he's turning into uh, he's turning into a grizzly old pro. He's Andy Gray, which is a, a oh,
3: I remember him when he was just a lad, <laughs> a young winger. He was with a, a shirt with shorts were always big on him. And like Huddersfield, anyone who's got a dog for a mascot, we need to beat them.
0: I always, I mean, it's called Toby Tyke. I kind of imagine Eddie Howe's dog would be called Toby if one of his children isn't. So <laughs> it's kind of a redoubled reason to uh, to get Barnsley off our cases. Yeah, six points. We did oh, say I've that. Well, we did we that last time. We did say that yeah. last
5: time. I
3: think
4: we. I don't. Did we say six? I thought we said three. We no, did we get said it. six. Oh, I didn't. I never thought we would be. No, we, I think
3: door. we were, we were blasé about getting six, but I think we more realistically predicted three. Not Probably in got the, them the wrong way around, no. No. Yeah. So well,
0: that's that's the thing to do this time. That instead of predicting a winning one and defeating the other, where we could get them the wrong way around, all or nothing.
3: Okay, two wins. That's fine. No problem. On to what might be quite a short feature this time: the Ken Bates Villain of the Fortnite Award. Are we going to see a podcast first, right now? Because I, well, first of all, I will tell you what. Before we get onto the really bloody obvious statement, should we read out the correspondence we received about this from Keelan
0: Henry? That's the one. Well, Keelan emailed us to nominate Seth Blatter because of the um, what Poppy the, Gate, Poppy Gate, the brouhaha around the around the wearing of the poppies in the England game, which I think is a fair comment. He has he's caused a lot of um, a lot of trouble
4: to a lot of people. And besides that, Set Blatter, he's it, we could this could probably be. The set blatter villain of the fortnight as well, because he is likewise someone who I think week in, week out is consistently ruining football. So,
3: but that's football, not Leeds United.
4: True, so true. He's not getting a look in, is he? To be honest, not so really. sorry, yeah, sorry about that. We, we just it's
3: not possible given the Blackpool aberration and the contents of the rest of this podcast. It's only fair to say, well, Ken we, Bates has,
0: has got to have his um, nomination.
3: What for, for allowing Rohubka to put pen to paper or?
0: Um, no, it's I was just thinking more of the uh,
5: well, yeah, th- Ken Bates gets an automatic. We nomination. need
0: to find a reason though. Uh, Hospitality level three is opened two weeks late. Okay, that'll do. Uh, so that's <laughs> Ken Bates' nomination.
3: Uh, who else? You say have- it as if it's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> who
0: else have we got? Can't bear to speak his name anymore. Anybody else want to nominate Paul Rahubka? Let's, let's, just, let's just give him the. Can we, can we preempt Can we preemptively nominate Eddie Howe in advance of him winning next week? Yeah. Okay, let's get Um, that on there as well. So we've got four people.
3: So that's uh, a nomination for Ken Bates for something completely spurious and multiple nominations for Paul Rohubka. Who are we going to give it to, chaps? For contributing to the enduring misery of being a Leeds United fan, we give the award. The Ken Bates villain of the Fortnite award goes to... It's Mr Rohubka. Well done, Mr Rohubka. The first person ever to retain... The title, I don't of-
4: think he's gonna get a third shot at it though. <laughs> oh. Wait, it's, a shame. it's like the
3: American presidential thing, you're only allowed <laughs> yeah, two terms. Two terms. Yeah. What was his crime last time?
4: Being, Just shit. being shit, yeah. It was being oh, okay. shit, he's won it for the same reason,
3: shit. but be- being shitter, <laughs> yes. Well done, Paul Rehubka. The award is not in the post because we wouldn't bother wasting the blood. I don't know post, what?
4: we say, we put too much pressure on people. <laughs> All we did was give him an award for being especially shit.
0: <laughs> We'd give him an award, but he'd probably drop it, indeed, he a would. Dan Always. Dan. Um,
3: <sighs> moving on to our Any Other Business section, let's wrap up some <laughs> items that we need to from last time. We received an email, didn't we? We did,
0: because last time we were talking about how Leeds United's legendary players, who you can meet on Hospitality Level 3, are uh, so given short shrift in um, the memorials around the city in the light of the Don Reavy statue that is going to stand um, opposite the East Stand. And I, we, me, were a bit disparaging about uh, John Charles Way, which is a road off Gelderd Road, and I always thought it's a little bit of a, a short road that doesn't quite do justice to the stature of the man. And anyway, possibly with a screwfix direct in the vicinity. <laughs> we uh, we got an email from John Clark, who um is a head honcho at Bracken Developments, who are property developers in Leeds, and he said. Um, It was nothing to do with Leeds United or Leeds City Council. It was, in fact, his company's handiwork. And he thought we might be interested to hear how it came about. And I think we are all interested. (laughs) Tell us what John said. (laughs) He said, uh, well, they're all, um, everybody at Bracken is um, lifelong fans of Leeds United. And his granddad was a turnstile operator until he was over 80. So they got a rich Leeds United um, heritage. And at the end of the 90s, they refurbished an office building on Geldred Road and put in a new road and five new office buildings behind it. And as usually happens, this is John's email now, with these things, the road was adopted by the council and we had to come up with a name. Um, Your comments in the podcast, our comments in the podcast, about the lack of tributes rang true with our feelings at the time and we decided to do our own bit to acknowledge some of the greats of our past. We therefore decided to name the road John Charles Way and the buildings Elland House, Bremner House, Maidley House, Giles House and Hunter House. Unfortunately, some of the people who bought the buildings dropped the names, but Bremner House is still known by its true name and, of course, the name of the road cannot be changed. So it's actually born
3: out of a positive
0: reason, not the one that we took the piss out of last week. <laughs> it is, yeah, and he, he sent us a copy of um uh, the letter that John Charles sent giving his approval, so he, he signed it off and was very happy, um, personally, to, to have the, the street named after him and um, John finishes saying uh, it's only a small thing um but we are proud that we've been able to stamp a part of Leeds with the names of some of our greatest players which is bravo absolutely considering i mean I'd, if it had been Leeds United or the council you would have said well you want a better road than that but knowing that it's actually Leeds fans i guess they've only, they haven't got that many roads to name um that they chose to to name that one after John is um I might go and have a look off uh, It's off Gilded Road. It's just past the um, Lowfields Road Junction. You can go and have your photo taken. It should be. um, And uh, John tell us this is great, the kicker, the little kicker at the end. John's postscript said, uh, we also used to own a building on Trafford Park, not far from Scum's Ground. We wanted to paint a massive LUFC badge on the roof so that whenever (laughs) there was an aerial picture of Old Trafford, it would be accompanied by a mighty white badge, (laughs) which would have been... Go and buy that building back," <laughs> uh, he said. "It didn't quite happen, though, much to the relief of our insurer. Please, please, <laughs> can we buy not that cobble back. together and buy that building? Outstanding. I mean, we're in the age of Google Maps now, and all and everybody. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, it'd be so good. So, anyway, thank you, John, and uh, sorry for being mean about your roads, but I do genuinely appreciate. Um, what it is and it's good to
4: know the story.
3: Let's talk quickly then about the Christmas party. We mentioned it at the top of the podcast. Somebody tell me about the tickets and this fabulous event.
4: Well, we've decided during the duration of this podcast, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell how well planned this is. Um, it, tickets are going to be £2, uh, but then we're also going to have an option to donate a bit more when, you, when you're when buying them on the website. So please give generously because absolutely all the ticket money is going to the charity. That's not going to be Touched by us whatsoever. We're admin even, fees? What are our admin fees? We're, we're even covering the PayPal fees. <laughs> Would hell. you believe it? So yeah, come down a couple of quid in, potentially more if you want. But it's going to be a cheap night all in all. We're going to have some decent beers on Leeds Brewery are doing uh, some bitters, um, cheap lager and wine as well. So premium. C- premium, premium, yeah. premium. No cheap- <laughs> it's the cheap old-
0: prices for premium booze. We're looking at that, two fifty a pint or something. Two fifty a pint. Two fifty for everything, aren't we?
4: And yeah. it'll all be decent. There'll be none of your uh, Ellen Road style filth. <laughs> no
0: Boddingtons. <laughs> no Boddingtons. That's guaranteed. No
4: Manchester <laughs> products will be will be served.
3: And the, the theme for this little uh, shindig is going to be football as it should be. You can stand up. You can drink beer. You can listen to decent tunes.
0: You can shout at poor Rahubka. Oh, <laughs> and we may have a, a special guest appearance as well from um, a certain uh, head, far, of or- head of an organization. A head of an organization. Yeah, we're hoping may turn up i give this you space. more details about space. that near the time.
3: Hang on a second. If I wanted to attend this fabulous-sounding Christmas party, how on earth could I get there?
4: Well, get a ticket to begin with, which you can be purchased from the, the fantastic squareball.net. Yeah, go um, to, the, to the
3: shop. Click on the shop.
4: Yeah, and it'll, it'll be there. You can buy multiple tickets on it. So buy them for all your friends, even those you don't like. No scum fans, though. Thank <laughs> you very much. We've got quite a strict policy on that. But yeah, and also we, uh, we've rented just a room so we can do what we want with it, basically. Um, and to cover that, we need you to drink a lot. So please it's get cent- down, get down there early. And the more you drink, uh, the less likely we are to lose money. Give me a date, a time, and a location. It's the Temple Works in Holbeck in
5: Leeds, which is about a five-minute walk from the city centre, near Lorimer's Pub. for yeah. those that know it. Yeah. It's Saturday the seventeenth of December, straight after the straight Reading after game. the Reading game. Get it open
4: after the match, and then into the wee small hours. Yeah, sounds good to me. A mixture of Leeds songs, Christmas songs. And a solid hits from the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) And a small
5: caveat that he's over 14s also as well. So if you're 13, sod off.
3: You're not welcome. I'll bring your fake ID. (laughs) Uh, Finally, right, magazine. Let's talk about that very quickly before we head off. Issue four, last few remaining copies on sale for the Barnsley game. That will sell out. Got maybe 100, 200 left. Uh, new ones coming out for Millwall. Keep watching the website for details on that. And of course, if you fancy writing something or doing something creative, be it graphical or Photoshop or handwritten or hand-drawn, anything. Or if you, even if you're just a Furious Bradford fan. Yes, do send it to us. We have received correspondence from a Furious Bradford fan who objected to our We All Hate Leeds scum feature in the first issue of the Square Ball
4: this season. He'd been handed uh, a, a photocopy of it by someone, and he boy, boy, was he unhappy. He well, said, as he, we, he's, we've agreed to uh, give him some space to write a reply anyway. So, we'll Which essentially what. details why they hate us, which we should make yeah. for a very entertaining read, so we'll look out for that. We'll have to type it up from the crayon, it, it'll be sent in, but... In the shit. But is it shit
5: dog letter. <laughs> Being a Bradford City fan wasn't, didn't make him unhappy enough. Um, <laughs> he was pissed off with us. Excellent, we do love them, don't they? Our
3: little parochial cousins from down the road. Right, that's about it, I think, for this Squareball podcast. Bye from me. Bye from Michael. Goodbye. Bye from Moscow. Goodbye. Bye from Oddy. Goodbye. As always, we'll return in a fortnight. In the meantime, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can do it by our email, podcast at squareball.net Grab us on Facebook. You can also reach us on Twitter. And for all the information about everything we do, have a look on squareball.net We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. The Squareball podcast, supported by thegeldedend.com. Other players to sort of enjoy the limelight at Leeds and come to the fore. Lee Bowyer never has recreated. Lee Bowie has never recreated his form at Leeds Shut elsewhere.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've not even had any of this tonight, normally. Lee Bowie has never recreated his form.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.